Hey, guess what? What's that? We're back. Whoa, we're back. <laughs> and a lot has happened since the last time y'all heard from us. That's right. You got COVID twice. I did. We were in a car accident once. Yes, once. That stopped Labor Day traffic for an hour on one of Florida's busiest highways. <laughs> You're welcome. Sorry, Panhandle. And we survived Hurricane Ian. That's the big one. Wow. Um, thanks to Hurricane Ian, mm. the tenacity of Floridians, as well as the freakitude yeah. of Floridians, has really been on full display for like the last, God, it's almost been a month. That's right. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Florida Freak Show. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, step right up for the Florida Freak Show. Welcome back to the Florida Freak Show. I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. And if you've ever read a Florida news story online or seen a Sunshine State newscast, you know that Florida's greatest export are weird stories about the people who live and play here. And we have a few of those stories to share today, don't we, Kirsten? We do. What? But uh, you know what? I'd really like to start by talking about the hurricane. Yes. And what we've experienced. Sorry, it's all about me. It's really all about <laughs> us, right? <laughs> because we are literally ground zero. Yes. I mean, we were at ground zero for this hurricane. Um, Cape Coral, Florida was hit pretty hard. Not They're, as hard as Sanibel or yeah, Pine Island, pretty certainly. Hard. But um, we were hit very, very hard by the hurricane. Yes. Um, and it's it's been... It has been a month, but yeah. I feel like there is a two-week stretch of my life that just didn't, like, like I woke up one day and it was late October. That's right. This month has been the longest 10 years of our lives, right? <laughs> um, yeah. It's a little so tough. It, it is. So, yeah. um, first of all, for those of you who have listened before, mm-hmm. you may already know this, but we're hurricane nerds. Yeah, yeah. We're kind of into this sort of thing. It sort of came with the territory. Sure. We both used to work in TV. Yep. Um, and we, so we befriended a bunch of meteorologists over the years mm-hmm. and have really sort of picked up some of their, uh, I don't know, some of their nerditude, I guess, along yeah, the way about weather. And absolutely. you feel like, you feel like when you're around like people that cover these storms, like pretty regularly, it's just, you just, you just start picking up on a lot of these details and things that you, I don't, I don't know. It's sort of like you see, it's like you're like a savant that sees the game a little differently than everybody else does. Absolutely. We are the Tony Romos, yes. really, of um, of hurricaning, right. yes. I guess. Yeah. Um, not only that, like working in the media, but mm-hmm. also I've been on the other side working as a public right. information officer for a city during yeah. a hurricane, which is quite an experience. This is the first storm that we haven't actually worked. Yes. Yeah. And that was weird very weird because i mean thank god i i we both <laughs> have had that experience yeah. because even though we'd never had to survive a hurricane before right. we knew enough about what happened in yes. the municipalities mm-hmm. and you know that sort of thing to to be able to survive yes and we always had like some super strong well i shouldn't say we've always had we've always had buildings that we've gone to that have usually been somewhat safer than the places yes. where we live. Absolutely. So it's, you know, you have a little bit more peace of mind of that too. Yeah, so. I lived in a fire station for a week during right. Hurricane Irma. Yeah, I mean. yeah, you've got storms where it's like, I can go up to a second floor if I need to, If you know, just if, if things like 
you know, start to turn haywire or whatever. Yeah. But now it's like we had a lot of questions to answer that we never really had to answer before. Like, where do people go when there's a hurricane? (laughs) (laughs) All the smart ones probably leave the area. But, you know, sometimes that's not the best uh, strategy for like what you're doing, like in in the case of this storm, it was we really would have wanted to bug out north, and that's where the storm was headed. So right. it didn't make sense for us to head where the storm was going. Right. Yeah. So so for those of you who aren't Floridians yeah. or um, South Carolinians or people who live in other places where hurricanes right. occasionally <laughs> find their way, yes. Um, that that cone, that mm-hmm. map that you see with the cone, it's called the cone of uncertainty. Yes. And the reason why is because, you know, five days out, they, they start with the cone and they say, hey, the hurricane can fit hit in any of these places. Right. And is always alarmingly accurate. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's accurate because literally like the entire state of Florida can fit inside the five-day cone. Yeah. And then as the hurricane gets a little closer and a little closer, the cone gets narrower and narrower. It starts to tighten up. You can really sort of see like where it's going to go. Exactly. And this time you really couldn't. No. It was crazy. Yeah. We were on the edge of the cone for three days. Yes. And I mean, I am the person who checks every three hours mm-hmm. because the National Hurricane Center updates every right. three hours. I check every three hours. And we're and we're you know Down big fans of spaghetti. Street. Oh yeah. yeah, the spaghetti plots. The spaghetti plots. So we also check those out even farther, you know, sometimes to yep. just get an idea. The Euro model is where, always right. Right. Where all of the experts think that they're sort of going. And yeah. And that's what was messy about this one because all of the other models had it like hitting way north of us. Yeah. But the Euro model literally from day one was like, this thing's going to hit Cape Coral. Right. And son of a gun, the thing hit Cape Coral. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been a big fan of the Euro model as far as for track. Um, It doesn't really do well with like I am not a fan of it right now after the last month of my life. Right. Yeah. So no, that's when when I start to get anxiety when the Euro starts to show something different and something that's maybe heading more right for us. And as a Floridian who's always in the heat all the time, I am usually always a fan of when the cold fronts start to come through yes. this time of year. Uh, this was the cold front that um, I wanted to smack around a bit because... It's the reason why the storm got pushed to us. Exactly. The cold front up to the north pushed it farther south and threw everybody off. And as it kept pushing us farther and farther south, I started getting more and more worried. Uh, but, you know, we rode this thing out. You know, we rode it out. We hunkered down, as we they did. say. Yeah. We did. If and, you ever want to play a good drinking game, right. wait for hurricane coverage and drink every time you hear the phrase. Hunkered down. Hunkered down. Or under the gun. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, and we rode it out, which sounds a lot more badass than it actually mm-hmm. is, at our at my mother-in-law's house. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we Jan's rode the place. storm out like badasses. You, me, Jan, and three cats. 76-year-old woman's house yes. with her three cats. Yes. Well, her two cats are one right. cat. Uh, yeah. So speaking of riding out the storm. Riding see, now that we've lost everybody yeah. with with all of our nerdy weather talk. Yeah. Hopefully you're still Euro with models, us. <laughs> yeah. cold fronts. Let's talk about riding the storm out. Right. Our uh, first story comes to us from foxweather.com. Apropos. So a lot of Southwest Floridians like us chose to ride the storm out for one reason or another in their homes. Right. But 
Unlike us, Ron Latta of Fort Myers rode the storm out in his house boat. <laughs> Latta's 32-foot oh, boat named, what else, Latitude, nice. has been his home for four years, and he just wasn't ready to abandon ship when Hurricane Ian was coming. Right. But around 10 a.m. the day of Ian's landfall, things started to get bad, mm. and he realized... He'd made a terrible mistake. Oh, boy. Unfortunately, it was too late for him to make a retreat, and he spent the next 14 hours getting tossed around like a rag doll in record storm surge uh, waves and 150-mile-an-hour winds. Wow. So when all was said and done, Latta's boat, still intact, wow. ended up settled in a stand of mangroves mm-hmm. with plenty of other grounded boats nearby. He actually needed to get a crane to remove it and says that the entire ordeal, not surprisingly, was terrifying. And while he's glad he was able to save his boat, he says now he plans to move to dry land. That's probably a good idea. Right? I can't imagine going through that storm in a boat. It was hard enough to go through it. And we were many miles inland, mm-hmm. you know, we, you know, we checked the storm surge maps and, you know, things looked like they were, that we were going to be in a good spot the whole time to go through that storm in a boat with it rocking back and forth where everything around you can literally kill you. No, thanks. I want nothing to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 and I get it. It's his houseboat, you know, it's like, you don't want it just, just like we didn't want to leave. It's like, and, and many people like really think hard before they decide to bug out and go someplace else. You know, when you when all you have is a houseboat, it's all it's a lot different. Well, but. and we have the option of going north towards Tampa yeah. or going east towards Miami right. when there's a hurricane. I yes. mean, we only have two options. Those yeah. are the two options. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason we didn't bug out is because the storm was supposed to hit north of us in Tampa. Yes. And we really didn't want to drive to Miami. No. So, <laughs> and, and you know, I had talked about us driving up because my new job is, though I don't work there on site a lot, it's in the villages. Yeah. And I was like, hey, we can go up to the villages. We'll stay in a hotel. I'll still be able to work. Yeah. You can hang out with the old people and <laughs> look for loofahs. Yeah. But then it was supposed to get 15 inches of rain in the villages. And yeah. I thought, God... You know, I don't want to have to sit in the traffic of everybody trying to escape Tampa. Yeah. Plus, then still have to put up with 15 inches of rain. Right. We'll just stay at my mom's house. Right. And and we all felt like that was the be- best course of action. Farther, far enough inland that we felt a little bit safer. And the house was had good impact windows. Oh, oh! But my point. Yeah. Sorry, I I'm had sorry. a. I had a point. Yeah. I, I, no, don't don't apologize. <laughs> I'm the one that forgot I had a point. This guy. So you live in a houseboat, right? Yeah. We can go one of two directions where right. we live. Yeah. He can go north or south. Yes. North is where the storm is expected to hit. Mm-hmm. South is where the storm is now. Yeah. He has no options. Yeah. He can tie the boat up, mm-hmm. certainly, yeah. and, you know, stay somewhere on dry land. Yeah. But uh, not much you can do about that boat, as yeah. as we saw yeah. after the hurricane. Right. I mean, marinas just completely destroyed boats mm-hmm. on boats on boats on boats on boats. Right. Yeah. Shoot, it's... we've seen boats on roads. Yes. And on top of one another and... On top of people's lawns. Yeah, it's it's a it's frightening to see that's Mother Nature. Like you know what 
what she's capable of. So yes, yes. So so Corey, yeah. let's talk about what it's really like to ride the storm out like a couple of badasses. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, we we certainly got our Ian badge with this storm. <laughs> yeah, we can display that proudly. No, it's like uh, a lot of it starts off very much like any other situation. You're watching a lot of TV. You're just sort of waiting. As you know, Tom Petty said, "The waiting is the hardest part." Florida native, one Tom yeah, Florida Petty. native. Yeah, probably, probably, he probably talking about a hurricane when he's he might have been. It. Yeah, he might have been. But it's just once once it starts to settle in that this thing's going to happen, and you start seeing it creeping farther and farther south towards you, it really becomes a, you know just a, a waiting game that starts to really like take its toll. Yeah. Um. And you know we're watching TV. We're we locked in on the news for a few hours, and then at one point we were like, we need we need to watch like a Seinfeld episode or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we went back to the news again. Yeah. We're looking at our phones. We're looking at maps. We're looking. I I mean, making sure that we charge up our battery backups because we know that once the power goes out, it's gonna be out. It's gonna be out for a good long time. Yeah. yeah, so we watch TV, we see Naples flood, hmm. and that was the first oh crap moment for yeah. me. Yeah, was was when we saw the storm surge in Naples over the tops of people's cars. We were like, oh, yeah, oh, this is for realsies. I mean, that it's not Marco Island, which is a little island yeah. and and kind of low lying. Not that Naples isn't low lying. Right. But uh, that that was my first oh crap moment, and yeah. it, uh, and it really didn't get much better after that. No, and you know, going back to our time working in TV and and being around meteorologists and talking with weather experts all the time, we knew going in, and we we talk about this all the time. Shout it from the rooftops. Storm surge is the thing that everyone should be the most scared of. Yeah, at all times, it's the one. It's the most life threatening thing. You cannot run from it. And so because of that, that's where all of my anxiety uh, with with a storm coming. So seeing it starting to overtake Naples, the coastal areas of Naples mm-hmm. already at before it even got close yeah, to Yeah, like us, 11 in the morning. It was it was sobering and it also it made me think if they're getting it like that there, what are we going to get? Yeah, we're yeah. we're going to be messed up. Yeah. So around 2 2 15 in the mm-hmm. afternoon yeah so we've been in this for a while now like yeah. the winds yeah. started to pick up around nine we're into in like round round two of like a 15 <laughs> 15 round battle they might have thrown a couple rounds in there yeah so. um yeah so the power goes out around two and suddenly and and we still have internet for a little while yeah we still have cell phones for a little while right but suddenly everybody else knows what's going on yes everybody in the country I've, i have co-workers in israel yeah. who were messaging me right they all are seeing it on the news mm-hmm. they're all seeing it on the weather channel and they're texting us yeah and we have no idea they're like hey the bridge the bridge collapsed what yeah. bridge you know yeah. like um there's there's 15 feet of storm surge downtown well which downtown yeah. like you know, they're, we're we getting know. all these weird little pieces of information from people all over the world, right. but we have no idea what's happening no outside idea. of what we can see out the windows. Right. And it's really weird to have other to people be, be a spectator yeah. 
to what is happening to you and you can't see it happening. Right. And and in many Surreal. cases in many cases probably for the best that we can't see it because it could have really, you know, taxed us even more than what it did. But but what did happen? Yes. <laughs> so we have no TV. Yeah. Uh, we're now in basically almost the eye of the storm. Right. Um, we never were truly in the eye because the winds never died down, but never it got really very, very, down. very bright for a while. Yeah, we were right we were on right the edge. right on that eye wall. And yeah. the eye wall is where the strongest winds are, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like, God, you know, while it's still light out, yep. we should find batteries. Find Like we'd already grabbed batteries and candles and everything we thought we needed. But then right. we were like, you know what? We could probably grab a few more things. So sure. Digging or you're digging around uh-huh. in my mom's junk drawer. Yeah. And what do you find? Uh, A weather radio still in its box, (laughs) probably from four years before when she got it after uh, Irma. Irma. Yeah. And we were thinking, we had just, not probably long before that, was like, why didn't we bring our weather radio? We had left it at home. Right. Because we've no, I, I bought that weather radio when I worked at Wind yeah, 15 we had it for years a long time. ago. It, would be, it, it, it would has be never been used. That you would forget it. New inbox. Yes. And we were like, son of a gun. It would have been really great to have that weather radio for when the power went out. Yeah. And then so, lo and behold. Yeah, this thing is not much bigger than a, a cell phone. Much thicker than a cell phone. Like but a about brick. The same, yeah, like a brick. Like a car phone. Exactly, like a brick. <laughs> and this thing like saved our sanity for oh, for up to a week He's at least a week maybe well we longer. eventually got our own radio but, right right yeah but no yeah. but but it was just it had a little hand crank yeah. so that you could you know hand crank charge it up solar panel yep yeah so that it could you know like all these different ways to keep it going while the power is out and if you run out of batteries yep but man it was so nice to have that and 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 a big shout out to not just the TV stations, but the radio stations that would play the TV stations yeah. so that you would have access to this important information throughout the day, because that's what you needed. You needed to know the important things that all of us need to know while this is happening, like, and after the storm and, and, and whatnot. And it was just, it was very comforting to like, just feel like you have like this small window to the outside world. Um, that's not as maybe terrifying, <laughs> as as what's actually happening so yeah so we're in the living room huddled around the yeah. phone uh-huh. like it's you know the great depression around the radio around the radio yeah like it's a great depression and we're listening yeah. to a fireside chat right. or something fdr telling us stories yeah and, and, and keeping us yeah it was... but instead we're hearing about bridges washed out yeah. and towns washed away and it was it was scary yeah. and weird and and but, awful but and comforting in a small way absolutely um, to know what was going on i finally. can't imagine how different it would have been had we not had it it really it really and it saved my sanity in many many oh, ways me and, too. I, and i said that very very quickly after so we go through all of this you know you know the way that the storm comes it goes counterclockwise so we're getting the west winds when, when we first enter the 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 end of the eye when wall. When the storm gets close, right, to us, and yeah. then it they it, they quickly shift to the north when you're when you're sort of riding the side of the eye wall for us, and then they immediately switch to the east, and it just 
you you keep and waiting that for that brutal. calm. That back half yeah. of that storm that, was brutal. That calm of that ice storm, but being on the wall the whole time really took its toll. And you know when we were we had, we had the west winds, we had like these trees that were sort of shielding us from all of this. So once it switched to the north and then had, to the east, yeah, had had trees, those trees. yes, <laughs> right. But once we once it switched to the east, we had no protection, so we really felt the brunt of it, and it got, went on through the night. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when we were in into the later rounds of this whole thing. But then the next day, you know, we wake up to. It's, just it's like like a bomb went off and yeah. like and like 70 like right. the weather is amazingly beautiful mm-hmm. and you walk outside and it looks like a war zone yeah like There's there trees are down no, everywhere and the trees Basketball that are still hoops up, in our yard oh yeah the trees that are still up have no leaves yes all of the leaves have been blown off the trees yeah except for some of the palm trees that's hard to do in florida yeah um <laughs> Uh, yeah, a basketball hoop, like not just the hoop, but the entire like 10 foot high yeah. stand has blown into my mom's yard. Yeah. Jan's um, carrot wood tree um, had down, been gone. Yeah, down and gone and had been actually sp- split in two like a wishbone. Yeah. Like it had been pulled apart like a wishbone. It, and it, so uh, that was unfortunate, you know, just to be able to lose that. But but so thankful that we had that everybody was safe and sound and that the house stood you know mm-hmm. stood strong throughout the whole thing and then we just began the process of cleaning up and and began to enter survival mode yeah. at this point all right so what are the things that we need most we need gas we need water and we need ice yeah good luck getting any of those yeah. things those but, are hard to come by but back to the cleanup yeah that brings us to our next story ah uh, yes it does like that segue? Yeah, nicely done. Good, right? Nicely right? done. So uh, this one comes from News Channel 8. And, you know, we're all on the edge after a hurricane. Of course. Right? All on edge. Uh, even in India Atlantic or India Atlantic, all the way across the state, mm-hmm. they didn't take a direct hit, but they certainly got plenty of wind and rain knocking down some trees yeah. and flooding yards there. Right, right. Much of the state did. Mm-hmm. So two days after Ian barreled across Florida, the town of India Atlantic organized a post-storm park cleanup. The mayor was even there, wielding his rake for the cause. There you go. And that's when things got all Florida-y. The mayor had words with a number member of the cleanup crew. Tensions are high. Sure. Yeah. That person got out his phone and Uh started recording the mayor. Ah. His majesty did not approve of that and threatened to kick the man's ass oh that's a direct that's very, quote very mayoral speech absolutely right there. Yeah. uh the affidavit filed afterwards says that when the second man kept recording mayor david berkman used his rake to smack the other man in the face as you do i mean <laughs> why would you want to use that rake to pick up leaves and pick yeah, up debris right uh, Mayor Berkman was arrested and now faces a charge of misdemeanor battery. Uh, Nobody, by the way, is saying what led to this outburst. Why? I, I get it. You're the mayor. You want to be seen as cleaning up. Like, There's no reason to have a rake. You do the ceremonial like raking of the leaves like you would for a groundbreaking, and then you hand it off to somebody else, and you get out of the way and let people do what they got to do. What's going on here? Come on. Come on, Mayor. I, I don't. I mean, I mean, he's obviously unhinged. 
<laughs> and, and like I said, the storm takes a toll on all of us. And so. listen, no access to news whatsoever yeah. for us for yeah. days upon days upon days. We so had no idea. I don't know what our mayor did. No. Not a clue. No. I found out that the president was in town the day after the president was in town. And that's usually like difficult to have happen. Also, the governor apparently was in Cape Coral like six times. Yes. <laughs> um, no clue. Right. No clue. Yeah. Blissfully unaware. <laughs> Um, yes. but, uh, but yeah, so I will say mm. outside of India Atlantic, yeah. um, after a storm like this, people mm-hmm. really do come together. They really do. Yeah. It's, you, you, it becomes like this, you know, you've sort of pulled together. We're all in it together. We're all in this, you know, and we've got to do the best that we can. And this is not the time to try to hoard and, you know, you know, it's, it's this is the time to help. It's not the time to hoard. It's the time to help. There you go. Right. You should make that a bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah. Hoarding happens before the storm, you know? It's oh, like, does it? Yeah. Yeah. But but I think everyone like gets into a situation where it's like you, you start, you know, picking up the pieces and you start really, you know, finding these stories of how people are really doing what they can to help. And and the volunteer uh, company, uh, uh, comp- the volunteer organizations that are coming oh my in God. to help, like, you know. So many. You know, so many churches from across the country. It's it's incredible, so like, what, many the, what so many of these people do and, and, and how many lives Line they workers? Yeah. Oh, my God. We had line workers from probably all yeah. 50 states. Yeah. I don't know how the ones from Hawaii get here, but yeah. I, I feel like... <laughs> and we had like some we of really these angels, did. you know, even in our neighborhood while we well, were there. Well, my mom's neighborhood. Yeah right. yeah, right. Well, I felt like it was our neighborhood by the It really point, was yeah. because we met more of her neighbors than she'd ever met, and she's lived there close to 15 years. Yeah, and, and, the, and we knew that this is the time to really pull together, and so, you know, one of the things, like we talked about, you need gas, you need water, you need... Uh, and you need uh, ice, ice, you know, to to make everything to make ends meet. We know that we weren't going to have water probably turned on, and def- definitely not power for a good long time. But you got to keep you got to keep the toilets from smelling too terribly bad. If it's brown, flush it down. If it's yellow, let it mellow. You know, take that take that uh, those words to to heart. So we're like, let's go over to the canal and get some water so that we can flush the toilet yeah, when we so- need to. And exercise those gaskets. I should I should explain here. Yes. Um, at some point, the city realized that the water supply was going, like, the crap had hit the fan. Yes. And the, I shouldn't say the crap, because that would be the sewage. Right. The, the, um, the desalinated, I don't know, whatever. Right. The water plant was not able to do what the water plant was supposed to do. Without and power. And there were enough line mm-hmm. breaks where they said, you know what, we're just shutting it down. Mm-hmm. So they shut the water down in the city. Now we yeah. knew we were going to have to deal with boil water notices. Sure. I mean that sure. that always happens that always after happens. a storm. Yep. Um, they shut it down, and they shut it down for four full days. Yeah. No running water whatsoever. No running water. And then, of course, when it did come back, it was very low pressure, yeah. and you know, yeah, it it was. Um, you had to boil it, and yeah. that lasted another full week. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no running water whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're using your bottled water to wash your hands, to brush your teeth, yeah. to wash your face. Yep. No, no showering, no bathing, no nothing, yeah. and no it's starting to get a little ripe, <laughs> and no flushing. Yes. Unless 
you have, you know, a, a plethora of water to be able to refill your tank. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's really not going to work very well. Fortunately, no. my yeah. mother, we live in Cape Coral. Yes. And Cape Coral is known for having more waterfront miles yes. than any other city in the world. Blah, 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 blah. Hundreds so, of miles yeah. of canals. Right. So what, you, what, you walk a block and you're probably going to run into water. <laughs> yeah. So... We grab two buckets and the little red wagon, and the little red wagon, and start moseying our way over to the canal. Yep, and and amble our way over to the canal so that we can scoop icky canal water. Yep, into our buckets, and then so that we can flush the take toilets. it back and put it in put it in the toilets so that we can flush and take care of our business. Uh, while this is happening, uh, one of our neighbors and we just... feel really weird doing this. Yes. By the way, oh, yeah. I should point this out. Yeah, this is it's not, not a like common there's, occurrence. There's a whole line of people in a vacant lot holding buckets, yeah. waiting to scoop water out of the canal. Hey, but it's the whole city's water. Let's be honest. It is. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's point. not. It's Good not. Point. It's not like it's not like they're gonna miss it anytime soon. There's plenty of it around. Uh, but one of the neighbors that lives just, you know, about a block away, he noticed that we were doing it and he comes running out and he's like, Hey, you guys getting water to, you know, flush flush the toilets. toilets?" It's like, of course. (laughs) It's like, so we meet this guy, his name's Wayne. He's a recently retired, uh, deputy from up North. Um, just moved down, just bought a, bought the house and, uh, he was, yeah, yeah. He was really, it was really, really great though, to have him there because, he helped us get more water, um, you know, with his sort of bucket system that he had. He had two big painter buckets. With he had lids. a whole system worked out. Yeah, he had already figured it out. He had already gotten plenty of water, and he was there to help us, you know, take care of our business as well. And we really, really appreciated it. He had a storage bin that he had brought down from his move. He had a hand truck. Hand truck and everything. So it was really great to... Uh, we we thanked him so much, and I, there's just no way we could have repaid him for just the help that he gave us. And then later on, whenever he went to go buy a generator after we hadn't had power for a while, uh, he got his power back as soon as he got the generator. But he was so nice to even try to lend that to us as well. So uh, we were afraid we'd burn the house down. Yeah, so we real did not neighbors use it. <laughs> helping neighbors, like great stories like that that we well, kept and, hearing. Well, and and my mom's next door neighbor whose yeah. yard is like a jungle, right. like you said, so many trees sure. to you know on in his property, yeah. and so many of them had fallen down onto mm-hmm. her property yeah. and on the fence between their property, yep. and they came over and cleaned it up, yes. and they didn't have to do that. No. I mean, I appreciated that they did. Yeah, that. they had a lot of work to do, and but they they took they responsibility. They were out with chainsaws by seven the next right. morning. Right, they took I mean, responsibility for the trees that they had in there that came over into into her yard, and and we had tried to clean it up as much as they can. And the grandkids and the kids that had come over to like chainsaw these things up, they you know they sprung into action and and made our cleanup just a little bit easier. And that's we really appreciated that as well. And so we tried to help out as much as we could. Um, you know, when we would go and forage for food and everything like that, we made sure to just take what we needed as you should do, you know, and make sure that you always have yep. something. For and we delivered else. a few things to some yes. friends of the family and that right. sort of thing too. Yeah. So, so you've got no electricity. Yes. You've got really no cell reception No, because the, the cell towers They're are taxed, down yeah. and the ones that are still standing are completely taxed. Yeah. 
Um, we so have you've lots got... of family members trying to send us pictures. Oh God, and we're like, stop sending us we're pictures. Like, Please. It's like texting <laughs> is already hard enough to do. We can't download these photos. We appreciate it, but it's just not going to work for us. Just text us the information. Yeah. If you so, have it. so we're like in survival mode, yes. and you know we've we've got the little hand crank radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and but really, if we wanted to listen to the radio, mm-hmm. we had to get in our cars and drive around. Oh yeah, and gas is at a premium, so mm-hmm. you don't want to do too much getting in your car and driving around. Yeah, but you also get in your car to drive around because. You have to find places where your phone works. Yes. So that you can call people and let them know you're alive. So that you can actually look at the news, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and make sure that your your other friends are alive. Right. Um, So we would be driving around the neighborhood listening to the news on the radio. Yeah. And whoever was the passenger would just be looking at their phone. Yep. And when we hit three bars... (laughs) It would be like pull over, pull over, pull over pull right over. here, we got pull it. over. We got something. We, we got, got something. something. We got yeah. three bars. We're, we might be able to load a web page. Yeah, we're literally like parking on people's lawns. Yeah, we're in random parking lots and parts of town we never even go in. Yeah, um, just because we got a good signal. Like I can, I will remember for the rest of my life where I got a really good cell phone signal. Yeah. <laughs> that CVS on Cape Coral Parkway. Yep. It was so good we could stream video. I don't video. know what they were doing or <laughs> what they had going for them. But yeah, it, it was so bad that the cell networks were so bad that I would I was actually hoping that we had dial up in some way. Like, could we go back to the AOL days? I'd much I'd gladly listen to a <laughs> modem firing up cuz I think I might be able to load a page faster than what we were dealing with. I'm pretty sure so. the phone lines would have been down too. Yes. I'm just I'm saying. Sure they would have. Uh but yeah, so we've got we've got friends who are texting us with news and information and thank God because you know, I I've worked in the media. I've mm-hmm. worked in in public relations and city public information. Yep. And, you know, everybody's trying to get all of this information out there. Yeah. You know, there's a National Guard pod, a point mm-hmm. of distribution set yep. up. There's a church handing out hot meals. There's people handing out ice. There's right. people, uh, you know, there's so many people are helping. Yes. But. Yeah. Nobody knows about it. Nobody because knows. Because nobody has electricity. Right. Nobody has internet. Right. Nobody can get a phone call through. Mm-hmm. So, we, like, literally, we did everything we could before 8 a.m. and yeah. after 10 p.m. because everybody else was still in bed yep. and we could actually get some texts through and occasionally even see a website. Yeah. Um, or we're driving around looking for a signal. Right. So we're in survival mode. Yep. Right. We're getting text messages from friends who are like, I heard there's a National Guard site opening up, mm-hmm. but I don't know where. Yes. So then we're texting other friends who are in like Tampa and right. places like that and saying, hey, can you check the Facebook page for such and such and <laughs> yeah. see if there's any information about this? And it's like playing this weird game of telephone. Yeah. But you're in survival mode. And literally the first thought I had every morning when I woke up was, where am I going to find ice today? Yes. Because we had plenty of water. Mm-hmm. We had enough food. Right. But our food was going to go bad if we didn't, didn't have the ice. ice. Yes. And so because of that, we also started thinking, all right, we got to cook up the food that we have. Mm-hmm. And so that it's at least edible, even if it doesn't get quite as cold as we need it to. So 
we started cooking up everything. Oh my god! On, the on night the after grill. the hurricane, we cooked up what? Just like barbecuing as much stuff three, as we could. Three steaks, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of grilled chicken. Yeah, we made taco meat. Yep. Um, we what else we, did we make? We took, we had we, made we had stir some, fry on on a on grill, a propane grill. <laughs> we um, I don't even know how we did it. I think we used like a big sheet. And we just we threw did. it all on we, there? Yeah. I. You. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Um, at, at tons of fish. Yeah. Like we cooked up everything that we owned because we had to clean out our freezer anyway. Yep. So why not? Yep. But yeah, we totally sharpened our zombie apocalypse totally. skills. You know, we foraged, mm-hmm. cooked over an open flame, yep. um, ate week old meat out of a really mm-hmm. smelly cooler because yeah. guess what coolers do not smell good after you've had stuff they in don't them for a week they don't it's nasty no, it's, it's super nasty it's a little rough <laughs> <laughs> so um if you're still with us we actually have another story that we wanted to share we we do and i and i apologize this is like therapy for us yeah. in a lot of ways yeah. we haven't had a lot of opportunities to talk about we're this, not we're so. not laying on couches but we might as well be because we feel like we're getting a lot of this out it's it's kind of nice to document this in many ways um and, and also, not have to pay a 55 dollar copay to do it yeah well and and also <laughs> and also just you know so if if you don't live in florida and you didn't go through this particular storm you have an idea of what it is that we sort of actually went through. and if you're thinking of moving to florida yeah don't yeah you're good don't. we don't need the prices to go up on our we houses our, anymore <laughs> we, we got our fill here yeah um so our last story comes to us from the associated press yes every time a hurricane comes around the internet is teeming with photos and videos of sharks dolphins octopus and other mm-hmm. sea creatures swimming down city streets yeah, right you've right. seen them oh yeah uh, all of those hoaxes date back to a fairly mediocre Photoshop job that somebody posted on Twitter like 11 years ago. <laughs> but, you know, Hurricane Ian wasn't just any hurricane, right? No. And when Fort Myers resident Dominic Camaretta posted a video of a four foot long fish flopping around in his backyard, mm, mm-hmm. his video <laughs> was very real. Yeah. And most folks who have seen it say that it was a shark. Whoa. The Associated Press fact checkers got on the case and actually confirmed the video was new, was real, was shot in Fort Myers, and was taken on the day of the storm. Wow. Uh, The post was retweeted by a former BuzzFeed reporter who said, after over half a decade of debunking this hoax, every single time there was a flood or a hurricane... I can't believe I'm looking at an honest to God street shark. Well, and that is true. Like when we worked, when we worked in TV and worked in, the, when I worked for the newspaper and worked online, it's like every time that these natural things would happen or natural disasters, you would see these memes come out, and it's like, and people would share these things, and it's like that is not that is a Photoshop. Now job. the catfish, yes. the catfish are real. Yeah, and I. Sometimes you'll see those, right. you know, mm-hmm. um, the shark swimming down the highway in St. Petersburg. Yeah. Not real. Not real. Not real. Yeah. Um, but, but this one? A street shark. Street shark. Love that. I'm all about the street sharks. Like the sharks and the jets? Like were they snapping <laughs> themselves down the street like in Guys and Dolls? Not Guys and N- Dolls. Not Guys and Dolls. West Side Story. <laughs> I get all my old 50s musicals. musicals messed up. That's that's all right. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. I've got hurricane brain still. 
uh, Cape Coral Street Sharks could be your next fantasy football Ooh, team. Ooh, that'd be great. That right? is great. It's a done deal. Done deal. Although yeah. this technically was a Fort Myers Street Shark. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. You know, you saying the Sharks and the Jets made right. me think, how weird was it to not hear airplanes or see airplanes in the sky? Oh, yeah. That was really, really awkward and weird. Actually, and... the weird part wasn't that because our airports were shut down for, for a long yeah. time. The weird part was, uh, I mean, we knew enough about what was going on mm-hmm. to know that there were a, a, there was... A lot of devastation devastation. at the barrier islands around us. And And that they were doing search and rescue. Yeah. And for probably three days straight, Mm -hmm. about every five, ten minutes, we'd see a big helicopter fly over out towards the islands, and then we'd see one come back. Yeah, I remember when I was out, when we were out cleaning up the yard and raking up everything and looking overhead and seeing a a big, like, massive, Massive. like, uh, Coast Guard, like, you know, I don't even know what it was. It was almost like a D, DC-10 or something like that just going overhead. And it's, it's unmistakable because it's this big orange and white plane. And it's like, you just do not see that all the time. And it was no. flying so low. And it was just, oh. And and the helicopters, you know, you'd see them sometimes with the basket underneath yeah. that they use oh, for yeah. transporting yes. folks that they have to rescue. And right. it, it was it was absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, so we have our own rescue story, our own animal story. We do. We from do. From Hurricane Ian. Yeah. yeah. Just when you think that we didn't go through enough during this hurricane. And we honestly, so many people went through we, so yeah, much yeah, worse than yeah, we did. Yeah, I do want to preface it by saying that we were very, very fortunate, very, Incredibly very lucky you know, to, to go to... You know, to be safe and sound the to whole have time homes. and have homes. And we to know go back to, so many who lost their Yeah, homes. that are still struggling to like, you know, get back on their feet and, and you know, they don't have places to live and there's because they're still cleaning out their homes that have had all this storm surge or, going. Or their homes just don't exist anymore. Or they anymore. just don't exist anymore. I mean, you've seen the pictures along the barrier islands. Mm. I mean, they're just completely wiped away. It's still so difficult for us to even process that. But yes, we do have our own animal, animal. Res- rescue story. Animal story, yes. right? Yes. And I'm not talking about the squirrel. No, 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 no not that squirrel. So while the, the while the actual storm was happening during that those 12 hours or whatever that the storm was just beating down upon us, we could see outside of the impact windows and we're looking into the backyard over by where the bird feeder is and we see Well, the bird feeder normally where, would where be. it would normally be. <laughs> and we see this little tiny squirrel just in the yard all by himself. All the birds are like nowhere to be found, obviously. And he's just shoveling bird seed into his face and just little cheeks all yeah, puffed out like he was the embodiment of like you know this is the time to survive and he had no place to go do it so he was just making it work the way that it yeah. was and he was ferocious he was fearless i mean hours yeah for hours we'd we'd see him and then he'd be gone and we'd be like oh he probably went to go hide now yeah and then like 15 minutes again. later he'd be back there shoving his face full of more seed yeah and this is and this is a squirrel that is no stranger to that bird feeder so he knew exactly <laughs> where to go to get all of his provisions yeah but i'm not talking about the squirrel of nope. course i'm talking nope. about something a little bit more yep. uh feline right right well i'm thinking uh it was it putty Oh, was it Jan's cat Putty who just all of a sudden disappeared in the middle of the storm? And it was like 
just earth shattering. Like we just realized, uh, you know, after a day or two that we hadn't seen him. And this is a cat that will hide at the drop of a hat anyway. So I, it doesn't make an impression necessarily if when you don't, you don't see, see him around. Him. Right. Um, but then it's like, where is he? He's nowhere to be found. And then we started looking everywhere and we couldn't find him. Yeah. So Putty Ugh. is terrified of yeah. us. And he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. Because... We're good people. We're good people. We are kind to furry animals. We brought over a cat of our own. Right. We and they a- were getting along really well. I mean, kind of, yeah. Kind of. They were kind of getting along. They, they yeah. weren't not getting yes. along. Yes, yeah. Um, and, and I mean, so my mom got this cat after she moved to Florida yeah. uh, about 10 years ago. She found him online as a kitten. He yeah. was being sold by a woman... Down in the Fakahatchee Strand. Yeah. And if you're not from Southwest Florida, you have no idea where that is. <laughs> Basically, it's in the Everglades. Right. Like in the Everglades. Yes. Like there is a road, and this woman on this dirt road had this dirt driveway mm-hmm. and this barn, and she bred cats. Yes. And also had horses. Yeah. And told us a story about how a bear killed one of her horses <laughs> oh, the gosh. week before. Yes. Um, and so we liberated this cat from yes. her. Right. For a pretty penny, I'm sure. Brought it to good city living. Right. Brought it to good city living. It, it the little thing sat in my lap the whole car yeah, ride back. It was very cute. It was. And then we never saw him again. Never saw him again. He would always hide he from us. He just hides from he us. He's just a big ball of blur that we yeah, would just see a big every once in a while. gray blur if we'd see him because he'd go dashing past us to go hide. Yeah. So like Corey said, when he disappears, mm-hmm. you don't really think anything of it when you no. don't see him for a while. No. And I remember the, mm, I guess the, we searched was everywhere. It the Thursday or Friday after the storm. Yeah. I looked under the bed at one point. I think it was yeah. Thursday night. I looked under the bed at one point and I saw Didn't. him under there. Mm-hmm. And I I chucked a little treat at him. Yeah. And in the morning I peeked under there and the treat was gone. Yeah. And I was like, all right, putty's cool. We're yeah. all good. Yep. Um, and that's the last time I remember seeing him. Yeah. And I don't remember seeing him at all. I feel like I might have seen him under that bed, but not. But yeah. not for sure. Yeah. So we started so, looking everywhere in the house. Yeah. So he's missing. Every we nook and cranny. the house. We searched not only his hiding spaces, but every place. I mean, we're looking under the bathroom cabinets. Yeah. And we just don't get it because it's not like we're opening the door, you know, and leaving it open for long periods of time. And like we said, he hides everywhere. So he's never going to be anywhere we are. Right. He's terrified of us. Yeah. So if I open the door, he's the idea not going to come getting out running just past was so me. foreign, so hard for us to wrap our heads around. So yeah. we hunt and we hunt and we hunt yeah. and he, he must have gotten out. Yeah. We're just convinced that he got out. So we immediately look in the garage. And this we, poor like, cat. If he I mean, gets he's... out, he's probably going to be paralyzed with fear. Right. And he'll just hide in the garage somewhere. Nowhere to be found there. Right. So we start searching the neighborhood. And he's a weird cat. He's yeah. declawed. Yeah. So he's defenseless. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. So we search the neighborhood. We start, we make a sign. Kirsten like pulls over at some point, gets <laughs> yeah, enough, gets Corey. enough internet to where she can cobble together a sign on Canva 
and then she sends it to me while I'm at work and I print off up some uh, different op- you know some different signs and then we start scouring the neighborhood we're canvassing plastering looking, yeah, them all over putting them all phone over the poles. place talking to neighbors while we're out and explaining what you know what the cat looks like and you know if you find them you know let us know it's like this is the number I got an amber alert for this you cat. got an amber for I, I don't know, know if this you is know possible. that you can do this yes. but there are services that do this if you ever ways. lose a pet um, I, I believe lostmykitty.com mm-hmm. is one of the websites. Yeah. Um, you can pay them and they will do a records search yeah. to find the phone numbers. And I'm talking cell phone numbers yeah. of like the 250 households closest right. to you. Yeah. And they literally send a robocall. It's amazing. It, it really is. And and they are do not call list exempt. So yeah. they are calling everybody. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's hyper focused, you know, targeted to your neighborhood so that, you know, it's not just mm-hmm. like pinging all of these people right. for no good reason. So one person who got the phone call actually reached out to my mother and yeah. said, I, I have a dog who is trained to, you know, search. Which is incredible that this is even possible too. Um, but yeah. it had been so long at that point that Putty had been missing yeah. that they were like, the, there's not going to be enough scent. Right. So and and, and to, the, to that point, that was another thing that we did. We put out food and water for Putty. Oh my God. Hoping he would food. come back. We put out, we put out dirty laundry. Yep. We put out my mom's dirty laundry yeah. a couple of nights on the lanai. Whatever we could think of. Whatever people and come would, home. Yeah, would recommend to us when we talked to them. We tried it all. Nothing. 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 Yeah. Not a meow. No sightings. Yeah. Bubkus. And we absolutely and again, nothing. And people kept saying he probably never left the house. And we're like, we looked, we everywhere. looked everywhere. We have looked everywhere. But we were so worried that, you know, he might have gotten out and gotten into the neighbor's yard with the all jungle. of with yeah, with all of the uh the down trees and everything. I mean, you could hide for days in a place like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So um uh-huh. so we're living out of these horrible, stinky coolers. Yes. Get these stinky coolers everywhere. The kitchen reeks. Right. The kitchen is starting to smell. And right. it smells a little like cat piss. Mm-hmm. And it smells a little like stinky coolers. Yeah. But we've got, you know, two cats who are on edge. Mm-hmm. And the missing cat also. But, yeah. the, but the two cats that are on edge and we're like, well, maybe one of them sprayed. I maybe. Don't, I don't who know. Knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, but then the power comes back on yes. after 10 days. Yeah. Ten days. Ten days without power. Right. The power comes back on. We're able to turn the fridge back on, empty out the coolers, put the stuff back in yeah. the fridge. Things are starting to get a little bit slightly back to normal. We're still dealing with this, you know, putty missing thing. So Sunday morning, yeah. I walk in the kitchen. You're in the shower. I'm in the shower. I don't know what my mom's doing. Yeah. Um, and... The kitchen just still reeks of cat piss. After we've done all this stuff, you know, to like, you know, try to make it smell better and try to deal with that. So I'm just like, what? And I'm I'm like feeling around for wet spots on the floor. Yeah. And then I grab a flashlight and I'm like, I'm going to look under all the cabinets. And I'm kind of looking for putty, but I'm also looking just for a puddle. Yeah. I'm looking for putty and puddle. Yeah. Um, Because I think one of the cats has pissed. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're marking their territory. I they don't know each other. under all the cabinets. I check inside the cabinets. Yep. I don't know. He could have gotten out from inside a cabinet, right? Who knows? So I'm shining the light around everywhere, and then there's a three-inch crack behind the refrigerator, and on a whim, I shine the flashlight down this three-inch crack behind the refrigerator, mm. and there are two eyes just Ugh. 
staring back at me. I can't imagine. And I freaked out. Yes. I mean, I'm like, oh my God, get out here quick. And my mom's like, what? What's going on? I'm like, I found Putty. What? Where? It's like, just get out here. I'm yanking the refrigerator back from the wall like I'm, (laughs) you know, super mom who's car just rolled over her toddler <laughs> yep. or something pulling a car off the toddler yeah um mommy I'm, strength right i'm like i'm wow. going and getting the cat carrier unbelievable I'm, I'm getting a towel to wrap around him i'm jamming him in the cat carrier my and mom's starting her felt car and like weak when you picked him up too he was just light like light. the carrier was so yeah. light yeah um so so then I realized your car, your new car, mm-hmm. is in the driveway yeah. blocking us in. So yep. my mom needs to get this cat to the vet like ASAP because yeah. he could croak at any second. He has yep. behi- been behind the refrigerator for nine days. Unbelievable. It's just, it's so hard for me. Nine to, yeah. days. Yeah. So I'm like pounding on the bathroom door while you're in the shower yeah. going, Hey, let me in. I need your keys. Let me in. Where are your keys? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what what's going on in your head. No, I have no idea. Like I I I actually thought maybe that something happened with Jan. Like she was like not feeling well, and you were like trying. I don't know. She like had a heart attack. You, you or were really you fell yeah, or broke you, a hip. You were his, you were in many ways. You were in hysterics. So I didn't know. So so you you throw the keys out yeah. the out the uh, bathroom door at yeah. me and I go move your car. Yeah. Um and my mom takes the cat to the vet. Right. Like I'm so frazzled. I just leave your car running yeah. on the side of the road. As you would. As, you did. As you did cuz it's it's a new car. <laughs> you just got to push button and it's like, I don't know how these you push just buttons got out of it. Cars I go and check work. it like 20 minutes later there's a car still running with the keys inside there. Good thing by that point we could actually find gas. Yes. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. But uh so my mom takes the cat to the emergency vet. Yep. We're and, not too far behind. And her. we're we're we clean up a little bit first because yeah. it, cat piss yeah. uh, and poop and everything it's else bad. and it yeah. it yeah it was bad and i'm i'm like i don't know nine days his kidneys probably he's probably in kidney failure like i'm really glad that we found him yeah. alive because it would have been so much worse to find a dead so cat much worse. behind the fridge so much worse um but i'm not holding out a lot of hope no no freaking cat is fine unbelievable he is fine kidney function fine yeah they, they, they tried to actually send him home right then? Yeah, they tried to send him home. They were like, ah, we gave him a little water. You can yeah. take him home. And she was like, no, yeah. I'm not taking him home. I'd really like home. it if you could like, you know, get some more fluids into Hook him. Hook him up to some fluids. Do you something. Know, monitor him overnight. You know, I can come back and get, get him tomorrow. It would just make us feel a lot better. Yeah. So, so, yeah, the cat's fine. Yeah. The cat that was behind a refrigerator yeah. in like a three-inch space. Yeah wedged between a cabinet and a wall we thought our survival skills were good right so and i don't mean to make light of anything that anyone has been through in this hurricane because a lot of people have been through a lot sure yeah yes i think that cat Mm. may have had the worst hurricane of everyone (laughs) i know it's it i mean i it's unthinkable i mean he still has a home yeah yeah. But wow. Nine days. <laughs> yeah. It's it's honestly a, a little bit inspiring. So so my stepmother's so well. theory, because yeah. we never could it, would it have killed him to meow? Yeah. Just a couple of little meow. 
Right. right. Something, help me. Hey, yeah. I'm back here. Would it have killed the other two cats yeah. to hang around in the kitchen and like stare at the refrigerator? Uh, they um, couldn't they couldn't have alerted us in any way. So so my uh my stepmother's theory is that the cat was behind the refrigerator and every time it worked up the nerve to meow, yeah. it heard one of our voices and <laughs> went, Oh crap, they're still here. I'm sure it I'm sure Can't that do that, it. It probably didn't didn't definitely had something to do with it because we were never not there. So right. <laughs> oh man. So, so the cat is fine. Cat is fine. Everything's good. We are not homeless. No. Um, a lot of people are hurting. Yeah. It is going to take our community a very very long time to recover. But things are slowly improving, and we're getting you know back to normal a little bit. One of these days, my mom might even get internet and cable back. Hey, still waiting on that. My goodness. Way to go, Comcast. Yep. A1 customer service. Just killing it. Hey, so what did we learn this week, Well, Corey? I learned that the last place that you want to be in a hurricane is definitely in a boat. That is not good at all. Like, I love being in a boat, but not during a hurricane. No, thank you. The last place I want to be during a hurricane mm-hmm. is behind a refrigerator. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I learned that post-disaster goodwill has an expiration date, mm-hmm. and India Atlantic, that lasts about two days. Oh, that's good. I also learned that uh, secret, uh, sorry, street sharks are street no jokes, sharks. are no joke, but I do have the new name for my fantasy football team. That's right. The Cape Coral Street Sharks. I love it. Yep. So this was our special extra long Hurricane Ian edition ho, ho, of the ho. Florida Freak Show. Nearly an hour long. Oh, boy. <laughs> if you're still with us, thank you. You're a saint. And if you'd like to hear more episodes of the Florida Freak Show podcast, probably quite a bit uh, long, shorter. shorter, excuse me, then let us know on our Freak Show Forum Facebook page. So here's how it works. Mm. You share weird news about stories from Florida. Yep. We talk about that. That's right. So head on over to facebook.com slash groups slash FLA Freak Show right. and share your crazy Florida news with us. You share the stories. We do more podcasts. Deal? Mm. We're, we're going to shake on it? All right. I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. Till we meet again, remember to let your Florida freak flag fly. Goodbye. <laughs>